Welcome to Engineering Success. I'm your host, Jamie Hutton, and in each episode, we'll bring you an influential and inspiring guest from the world of engineering and construction. Sharing fascinating insights into their career journeys, we'll explore the challenges they face, how they keep motivated, and what the future holds for them. Speaking candidly about the engineering and construction industries, we'll find out what's made these successful people successful. We'll also have special featured guests who share their stories of success, talking about the attributes and mindset you need to succeed. This is Engineering Success. Welcome to episode number 20 with the amazing Sophie Harker. Sophie is a senior aerodynamicist for BAE Systems. She is one of the youngest engineers to have achieved chartered engineer status at just 25 years old. Sophie works at the forefront of aerospace technology, developing advanced designs and concepts for new generation fast jets and aircraft that operate in space as well as inside the atmosphere. Sophie has contributed directly to BAE Systems hypersonic capabilities, including applying technologies from first hybrid air-breathing rocket engine system being developed by Reaction Engines Limited, which could revolutionise travel from the atmosphere into space. One day, she hopes to go into space herself as an astronaut. Sophie is an exceptionally talented engineer with her creative and innovative approach. Her work on hypersonic air vehicles includes building the necessary business cases and defining the product philosophy at each stage of development. She has also led a process transformation programme within the avionics department at BAE Systems, which involved engaging with 400 other engineers to streamline the avionics design process. In 2018, Sophie was awarded the B. Beaumont Award, which recognises newly qualified engineers who have made an outstanding contribution to the business in the early stages of their career. She also won the IET Young Woman Engineer of the Year Award in 2018. Again in 2018, Sophie was awarded the Sir Henry Royce Medal, which recognised her research in developing future technologies for the aviation industry. In 2019, Sophie won the Royal Academy of Engineers Young Engineer of the Year, along with the Young Persons Achievement Award. Sophie is an active STEM ambassador and features in the Royal Academy of Engineers flagship This Is Engineering campaign, promoting careers in engineering. Hi Sophie and welcome to Engineering Success. Thank you for having me. Great to have you on the show. Uh, can we start with how you first became involved in engineering? Yeah, so I've got a bit of a weird story. My story is not um, the conventional route as it were. Right. I am... Um, I always knew that I was good at maths. Maths was my, my subject when I was very young. Um, and then when I was about 16, I went to Kennedy Space Center out in Florida. Right. Um, 
went in, saw Saturn V, saw all these things. And um, I went into like their IMAX cinema and I saw a film and it finished with like a, a, a female astronaut on Mars and she dropped a photo or something. I can't really remember it right. fully well, to be right. fair. Right. But the, the slogan was something like, this could be you. Yeah. Um, and I remember sat there at 16 going, yeah. That could be me. <laughs> um, and I decided I wanted to be an astronaut. Um, right. I genuinely still do. That is the goal, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, and I kind of came back to the UK and I did all the spacey things I could do, built all the space Lego I could get my hands on. <laughs> um, went to Space School UK, which is amazing. And that is a plug because they are incredible. Right, yeah. Um, and then I entered something called Our Space. Um, and Our Space was a competition that you had to enter anything to do with space, really. And yeah. I went full nerd and entered a video about how <laughs> video games could actually work in the environment of space or lack right. thereof. Yeah. Um, um, and so I won the Garriott Games Prize from that and I got to meet three British-born astronauts. So I got to meet Richard Garriott, Pierce Sellers and eventually Helen Sharman. Right. Um, and it was Helen Sharman that was so the first person in space, for those who don't know. Um, yep. And she, I asked her what I needed to do to be an astronaut and she was the first person to ever say to me, have you thought about engineering? Um, by this point, I was 19. So I was 19 right. at this point and I yep. genuinely thought engineers were people that fix your washing machine, sort of satellite, because that was the only experience I ever had yeah, of it. I yeah. don't come from a science or engineering background. So that I was I was already at university doing maths by this point and I just tailored everything towards engineering and I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Um so I had a bit of a weird route yeah, in. Isn't um, it? Yeah. yeah. And I did I did an in internship in engineering between my third and fourth years of university because I did a master's. Right. Um and loved every second of it. I wasn't sure I would. <laughs> um yeah. but loved it and have continued loving it since. Yeah, yeah, mm. fantastic. So who or what's been your biggest inspiration? Yeah, I mean, the obvious answer will be, you know, the NASA astronauts and Helen <laughs> Sharman and these astronauts, all those people who really are big inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had some more local inspiration amongst um, some of the amazing people I've worked with because I've worked with some of the most intelligent people in the world, I really have. Yeah. Um, and some of the big pioneers of, of um, engineering and space. So um, particularly from a company called Reaction Engines, um, and two people called Alan Bond and Richard Varville. Right. Who were incredible engineers um, and have so much passion for what they do and really pursue it. Yeah. Um, but I'd say number one is probably a guy I've never actually met um, <laughs> with someone um, called Alexei Leonov. And he actually unfortunately passed away last year. But he was the right. first person to ever do a spacewalk. Okay. So he was the first person to ever step outside of... Um, of his rocket or right, capsule yeah. or whatever he was in. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's two reasons really. One, because he sort of grew up in a really harsh environment. He grew up around... Um, really bad Stalin years um, and his father was arrested he had to sell art to essentially feed his family and right. all sorts and he grew, like he developed and got his degree and became an astronaut and it's just an amazing story to follow yeah, to yeah. show that perseverance is everything um, but not only that he's like must be the bravest person I mean you'd be brave to go into space <laughs> for yes. the first time but to be going into space during the space race when you know rocketry was still new yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. still very risky yeah. and then to step outside yes. it not knowing what was going to happen I think that kind of bravery, it should be something to be, is as well something I aspire towards. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah, definitely. So being a, an aerodynamicist is obviously an amazing career. Uh, what do you enjoy most about your job? Oh, there's many things I enjoy about my job. <laughs> I think um, I, I could bore you with the obvious answers about it. Like the fact, like being an aerodynamicist, you look at the, the big scale, so you look at the whole aircraft more, yeah. more so than like a singular part. Yeah, yeah. Aircraft are very complicated. There's lots of different bits and pieces but being able to look at the whole thing and how it fits together and how one thing affects another I think that's really cool but yeah. I think the best thing about it is that 
whatever I'm working or whatever I'm doing, I'm leaving a legacy. And that's yes. my favorite thing. Yeah, the same yeah. thing about any engineering role, to be fair, is that what I'm doing now will make a difference in the future. Yeah. And particularly what being an aerodynamicist, you're looking much further in the future. So yeah. in a hundred years time, people will be able to see what I did. And yes, I think that's yeah, yeah. a really amazing thing yeah, to be part it is, of. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So what would your number one piece of advice be to somebody who was uh, thinking about uh, engineering as a career? I think the main thing I would advise anyone is work out what you're interested in. Um, for me, space came quite organically to me and, yeah, that, and yeah. it fell into aerospace from that. Um, whereas, But engineering touches everything, yeah. um, absolutely everything. So whatever you're interested in, be it in aerospace, cars, or be it down to like who knows, makeup and all those things and dance, believe it or not, there is a physicist who dances, a valid professional ballerina as well. So it's whatever it is that you're interested yeah. in, if you follow that, there is always a way into engineering through that route. There's yeah, yeah. engineers that design lighting for fashion shows. There's engineers that design the staging. There's engineers that develop everything that you touch. You're like the microphone I'm speaking on now, the yes. phone in my pocket, everything. Yeah. So find out what you're interested in and follow that and yeah. you'll find a way into engineering. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what age, because obviously you were quite yeah. old, really, weren't you? I was you? quite when old, you think yeah. About it, you know, a lot mm. of people have aspirations when they're little, mm -hmm. you know, whereas to you it came quite late, but... You yeah, know, that's, you, you that's get a lot of people saying, "Oh, I really enjoyed playing with Lego when I was a kid," which yeah. is true. Yeah. But like, they oh, they followed, they saw this rocket and they really wanted to do that, or they went to an air show or yeah. whatever it is that they were interested in, and that was what they wanted to do. Yeah. Um, I didn't have that moment until much, yeah. much, much later, um, no. and it's almost a bit of a shame that it was so late. But it's led me to where I am, so I really can't right. complain. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So how do you think we can try and enthuse the next generation of tunnel talent into engineering? I think it's very much about communicating what we do. And when I say we, I mean every type of engineer. Like, yeah. um, I think even just looking at your podcast guest list, you can see how many different types of engineers there are, <laughs> different right. types of people that are involved in it. And saying that, this, even, like, if I take aerospace as an example, is not only do you have the aviation world in there and space in there yeah. within those two fields you then have people that work on like the flight control systems you then have people yeah. that work on just building the wings you have people that work on like the manufacturing techniques how techniques even so how are we going to build it yeah. so there's so many different types of engineers so it's just showing that whatever you enjoy most is there yeah. and you can move around and you can try different things like I came into BA Systems as a systems engineer and within a year I'd moved into aerodynamics <laughs> because that's yeah. what I found that I really enjoyed it was yeah, what yeah. Matt's it was what I, I really liked um, and so it is just about showing young people that there's all these different types yes. of careers there's all these different type of people in these careers and you can jump around it you can try different things and you can find out what really makes you excited to get up in the yeah. Yeah, yeah, as cheesy as it sounds, it's true. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, because like, you know, like you said, you know, if you th if you love rockets, you know, mm. I, the question I would ask is, how do I get into how do I get into a career to do with mm. rockets? Mm. Unless we uh, have uh, engineers like you going into schools and and mm. promoting it, you don't know how to start a career in that industry, do you? Precisely, yeah. Is like something like space is a really hard thing to get into yeah. it's not it's like um, you have to be the best of the best hard thing I mean hard thing in the sense that you don't see it no. you don't see every day that, no. like someone that's gone oh yeah my, that's my satellite in space yeah, that's like, it, yeah. you, you don't get to ask those questions of no. those people so it really is about stepping forward and being brave enough to come out and talk to people <laughs> and be like yes. this is what I do this is how I did it and this is how you can do it too like yeah, yeah, yeah. it really is yeah so why do you feel that there's been a, a skill shortage in engineering over over the last few years I really think it's because people just don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, and I, I was one of those people. I didn't have a clue. Like, um, I hope they won't mind. I'm going to talk about my parents. Uh, <laughs> my, dad, my, my dad's a carpenter. My mum's a teaching assistant in primary school. And yeah. 
they had no experience really of the engineering or science world. So they had no. no experience in the military world. Like none of that was ever really part of the family growing up. Like yeah, we're yeah. a very artsy family. I've got sister did history. My brother's doing medicine, things like that. So they're very, they're not that world. Yeah, um, yeah. And so like it took meeting a real life astronaut yeah. to, to go, have you thought about this? And none of my teachers ever said it to me, although they always encouraged me and my family, give them their due, they pushed me into my maths. Like yeah, yeah. They, they really made me the best I could be at that time. Um, so th- they did help me in that sense, but they didn't really know what I was going to do with it. I didn't know what I was going to do yeah, with it. Yeah. Um, and it took meeting someone like that to to go, oh, this yeah. is what I can do with it. And this is actually really interesting. Yes, like, yeah. And it's not just, oh, I'm an accountant again, like, <laughs> which is what when you do maths is accountant or teacher. That's so right, it yeah. was nice to have, yeah. oh, you could go and do this instead. Yeah. And so I really think the key is just demystifying that word or changing what that word means yeah. to people. And it's not fixing washing machines. It's not installing your satellite dish. It's creating, inventing yeah. and doing all these amazing tests. And yeah. Doing rocket firings and things like that, which is great fun. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I know you do a lot of work promoting the engineering industry, um, but promoting it better, as in what we've mm. just talked about, um, do you think everybody needs to get involved? I do. I do think the more people that do it, the more that that stigma around it gets dis- that disappears. Because yeah. I say stigma as though it's like a negative stigma. It's not even a negative stigma. No. Just people just don't know. No. Um, so I do think the more people involved, the better. I think that will come as future generations start to come in. So like the generations that are starting to work now as our apprentices and graduates have grown up with social media. They, yeah. they, yeah, they're yeah. expecting to use it and do it. So they're yeah. very good at not necessarily self-promotion, but they're very good at promoting things online. Yeah. Um, so I think as that comes through and that starts to become more of a thread and companies are getting better at it and people are starting to realise how they can promote what they do yeah. and they talk about their lives a bit more openly. It gets better because, yes. I mean, stereotypically engineers don't like to talk about no. themselves. So, <laughs> It, it, we are bringing that next generation through who can then turn around and say, oh, no, this is what I did today. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Like, and and, and in, in that sense, do you think we spoke earlier about this, but do you think companies need to, to support our engineering superstars, so to speak, <laughs> uh, more and, 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 and push those more? You know, this is what this is what you can be, because at the moment it is a little bit uh, inhibited, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is a hard thing to do because it does take time. It does yeah. take time outside of your team and yeah. you don't want to obviously be like letting your team down by no. taking time out. So it is, it is a hard balance, yeah. um, but it's an important balance to make. And I think that the reward you get in the long term from inspiring even one person, let yeah. alone 10 people, let alone thousands of people by doing what people do. And people do inspire thousands yes. in one go. Yeah. Um, that it will bring through those people in the future that may, means that the work we're doing now, even if it means missing one day every month or so, yeah. means that in the future we'll have more people to help that project improve. So it's it's the long game. Yes, um, yes. And I think it's slowly becoming more... I don't know, normal, as it were. Yeah, like. yeah, 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 to promote and whatever, yeah. So um, do you feel that, that engineering as well is promoting um, diversity and inclusion enough, or do you think we can be better at doing that as well? <laughs> I think we're getting better. Yeah. I do. I mean, aerospace is a, a unique one. Um, aerospace imagine, is very, yeah. ver- very male. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's very male, very, yeah. Um but it is trying yeah. um, and it, you've only got to go online and look at um, resources around and they are doing their best to promote diversity. Yeah, yeah. What I think 
we're struggling with is actually the I part. I think it's the inclusion bit. Yeah. And that we're bringing in all these people, but how are we making these people feel like they can be the best they can be? Yeah. Um, there are times when I've gone into a meeting room before and people have asked me to get get the tea or <laughs> been asked if I'm lost. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. There are many worse examples, but I'm not going to bring those out. <laughs> um, that you, we've got to make sure that everybody's along the ride and that when we do have more diverse thought that it's welcomed and not sort of hit with their back against the wall against it, if that yeah. makes sense. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what attributes do you feel are needed uh, for a career in, in engineering and what attributes do you have that have made you so successful? <laughs> yeah, um, so I'd say there are three key things that you need to be um, in engineering, whether it be a good at engineering or whatever, but um, <laughs> yeah. to be in engineering, I think the first one is communication because yeah. you need to be able to make sure that whatever... You, wonderful things you dream up in your head in paper on your computer you can communicate to people yeah. because you can't uh, no one can do it alone so they need to make sure that they have people involved in what they're doing yeah. and they can share that second one kind of follows on in teamwork you have to be able to work as part of a team yeah. no one can invent things on their own no, nobody builds aircraft on their own like <laughs> no. it's just impossible it takes tens of thousands of people you have to be able to work as part of a team yes. be it a small team or a big team you have to be able to do that yeah and i think the third one is just a willingness to learn so it's yeah. not really skill but more a passion and if you don't have that willingness to learn about what you're going to do what other people in your team are doing what people around you are doing what other people outside the, your industry are doing so yeah. looking further afield um you, you're going to find yourself almost bored of what you're doing before yeah. you've even started doing it yeah, yeah. because you just don't want to do it yes. if that makes sense yeah, so yeah. it's very much a willingness um in terms of my skills i'm not quite sure i think i just <laughs> chat and hope people are listening um but yeah no oh sorry um i think I'm, I'm because I came from a different world. I came from a very different background, and I've come from a different route, particularly doing maths. Yeah. I approach things very differently. Right. Um, I don't approach things in the standard engineering way, as it were. Um, and I like to just trial and error, as it, right. as it is. Yeah. Um, and I like to go, well, let's give this a go. We'll give that a go. We'll yeah. give it if it fails. It fails. Who knows? Yeah, Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas the engineering approach is a bit more. We're going to do this, and then we're going to do that, and we're yeah. going to try our best to make it sure it doesn't fail. Whereas yeah. I'm a bit. No, let's just, you know, have fun. Um, and I think that's helped me in many, many ways. And having that view of where I came from and not having that sort of engineering pedigree, as it were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Has, has really helped sort of when communicating with people to say, okay, so I know this may not be your cup of tea, but have you thought about this yeah, or this yeah. or this? Um, and just come in at things with different angles because I know that when I was younger, I needed that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think that really helps in the workplace as well. Do you think we need more of that to, to change the thinking of more creativity and yeah. questioning and more options and Massively such like? so, yeah. I really do because um, that the diversity and inclusion thing we mentioned before, yeah. diversity is not just about, you know, women, BAME, LGBTQ+, plus, no. different backgrounds, things like that. It is about people from different worlds and yeah. different families and international and all those things. It's people with different experiences yeah. um, that help broaden what you do and it makes what you create better. Yeah. It means that more people can use it and it just, it's, it's astounding to me that people still don't see that yeah. and that the people just don't see that no. the more sort of, as it were, clashing people in yeah. the room, actually the better yeah, uh, because right, it yeah. means that you're thinking of things from every single yeah, angle. It's more ideas, isn't it? Exactly, more ideas yeah. you bring into the table because yeah. you've had different experiences in your life. Precisely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what do you feel are the biggest challenges ahead for the engineering industry? Yeah, I mean, we've touched on it before. I think the biggest challenge we've got coming is that we just don't have enough people yet. Yeah. Um, we've had, we, I think if you look back a couple of decades, um, 
we had some really amazing engineering feats that yeah. really stopped the world. Like, I mean, last year was 50 years of the um, Apollo mission. Yes, so that's man right, landing yeah. on the moon. Yeah. Um, we've had we had the shuttle. Many. I'm a, I'm very space, so Brent Central. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but other things like the Millennium Dome being built, all those yeah. things that really inspired people and yeah. took public interest and something I call an iconic project. So yeah. something that not necessarily was for any particular reason, although there were reasons for yeah, them. Yeah. It, it wasn't clear what the reasons were to the general public, yeah. but it, inspired, it sparked imagination. And so we had an influx of engineers around the 50th, um, um, not around the 50th anniversary, around the moon landing, sorry, yeah. because people were inspired by it yeah. and people were like, I want to be part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel we haven't had that in a long time no. um, so we're, we are just lacking in the number of engineers coming through so we do need more to come through yeah. part of that comes from demystifying as we spoke about it part of that comes from doing things that really inspire people yeah. um, and I'm hoping with you know the news about Artemis and going to Mars and all those things <laughs> that we are going to inspire yeah. again and it yeah. seems it, like, like SpaceX is a prime example Blue yeah. Origin Virgin Galactic all those things are really picking up people's public interest again. Yes. Um, and I really hope that will help. I really do. Yeah, because like you say, nothing's been really that, that big achievement, hasn't it? No. Landing on the moon is just enormous, isn't it? And Never then, done it since. Well, <laughs> then after that, it's like, you yeah. know, what? how how do you beat that? Exactly, you know? yeah. So I think that's, that's it, isn't it? Those mm. eye-opening moments for the for the general public and young people to see. Exactly. And you only have to look at the sort of the impact, let's say Tim Peake had in the UK yeah. when, when his mission and after the Prinkopia mission so many every school child knows who Tim Peake is yes, not every yeah. adult does but every school yeah. child knows who <laughs> yeah. Tim Peake is yes, yeah. um, and that's because they, they made such a deal of it in schools and yeah. it became look at this we've got someone who was born here yeah. and he's gone into space yeah. and like and we haven't had that in so long no, no, um, no. like if you go back to before Helen Sharma was 1991 yeah. so you're talking like decades yeah, in between yeah. um, it really we need that kind of push again yeah. I think yeah, yeah. So have you had any uh, mentors that have helped you along your uh, journey so far? Yeah, I've had many, probably too many to mention, but um, <laughs> I've had some really fantastic people help me along. Um, yeah. I mean, I've got to give my family the due, as I said before. Like, <laughs> the, my, my parents, they both left school at 16 and they were very keen for me, my brother and my sister to all be very education focused. So yeah. I think they knew I was going to university before <laughs> I knew I was going to university. So they, they have been very much a driving force yeah. um, and... I don't think I would have had the success I have had now if they hadn't been behind me the yeah, whole way and yeah. really put that work ethic in me. Yeah. So then they've been a driving force. Um, and I've had a lot of people at, at my company who've been brilliant as well. So yeah. um, I've had teammates who've been fantastic and I have worked with world leaders in what they do. Yeah, um, yeah. And and they're, they don't realise how amazing they are, <laughs> I think, sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so that's been fantastic. And then in terms of sort of people really getting behind sort of the momentum I've had um, and yeah. I've had some incredible people very senior in our company um, but one I should really mention is a, a guy called John McCullum right and John McCullum works at BAE uh, but he um, he doesn't just support me but he's very very much a fan of um, promoting diversity and inclusion and really getting behind and supporting what we do and he's yeah. really advocated me for me in so many ways right. um, I probably wouldn't be sitting here without much of his advocation so <laughs> right. I think he's been a real help um, yeah, yeah. and I think the more people we can have like him the better and the place that engineering will be like. <laughs> yeah. yeah so so how do you keep yourself motivated I'm guessing it's not that difficult for you <laughs> to be honest yeah <laughs> so I, I do get to work on some pretty cool things <laughs> yeah. like, okay, I can get to work on hypersonic planes space planes I'm working on Tempest at the moment so these things are um, way way in the future but yeah. they are 
fascinating. The more you know about them, the more you yeah. want to know about them. So it's really easy to come in and go, okay, so I found this out yesterday and I want to know more about it. So it is, <laughs> it is really exciting to be part of. But I think one of the great things about doing all the STEM ambassador work and going and doing all the media that I do is I can... I get myself excited again. Like, yeah, I, like if, yeah, yeah. if I'm having a slow period, I just need to book into going to the school, to be honest, <laughs> because I go in and I'm like, oh, so this is what I'm working on. Yeah. And you can see how, like, amazed some people are that yeah. you that people do that. Yeah. Um, and I remember being like that myself when I was a child. Like, I remember, this is a very strange memory, but I remember looking at a TV and going, how do people do that? How do people make that? <laughs> and it wasn't necessarily like, oh, can I take it apart and fiddle with it? That wasn't my mentality. No. I was just like awed by these people thinking yeah. they must be so smart to build this <laughs> and I just couldn't think of who would be that person and it turns out that I'm one of those people and I, <laughs> yeah. it's and so when you go in and you talk to people about what you do it's very easy to keep yourself motivated yeah, by yeah. the very big picture of what you're working on yeah yeah mm. yeah so we know it's uh, important to continually develop ourselves um, mm-hmm. how do you develop yourself uh, I do a, a lot of reading, awful lot of reading, um, right. and I'm quite fortunate in what I'm working on at the moment is, unfortunately I can't talk about it, but <laughs> uh, what I am working on at the moment is very sort of new and we're having to learn from a lot of people that were experts back in the day and we haven't done anything like it in a very long time. Right. So I'm having to learn from them and then also bring it into the 21st century. Yeah, so that yeah. I learn while I'm doing, which yeah. is helpful, but I do read a lot. I'm very much... Um, a fan of a newsletter or a bulletin like because I get to find out the wider news and if someone that piques my interest I'll yeah. go and find out and I'm yeah, very yeah. inquisitive in that way um, but actually my number one thing to keep me mo- sort of most up to date in industry is Twitter and I know we were talking about this before but <laughs> yeah. it really is it, it's such a powerful tool it's not just for you know gossiping and telling no. people what you ate for breakfast it's really not yeah. it, you can find a full industry of people and I've had so many opportunities through Twitter yeah. um, and I've managed to connect with people through Twitter in a way that feels more organic than any other yeah, platform yeah, I've ever yeah. been on on social media so I am very much a big fan of that and it has helped my career in, in yeah. many 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 ways yeah yeah mm. so how do you see engineering changing in the next five to ten years engineering is in aerospace where it's going or yeah, engineering aer- aerospace, aerospace where it's going yeah it's always about aerospace okay so aerospace is I think at a crux right now because of the the well, the world is so conscious um, of, the, of its environment. Yep. It's very environmentally conscious at the moment. The aerospace industry is taking a bit of a hit, yep. um, which is fair. Like we're putting out yeah, a lot yeah. of emission. Yep. Um, so I think one of the big trends you're going to see is sort of the greener things coming out now. So you're going to start to see the electric aviation. You're going to start to see renewable fuels and all those things. Yeah. Um, one of the projects I worked on previously was completely hydrogen powered and the only emission that came out of the back was water vapour. So right. it's it, it, they are working towards yeah, yeah. it. And so I do feel like that that's coming. I feel like um, there's going to be newer ways of travelling coming in. So um, the electric car, believe it or not, the flying car even, sorry, is is, is on its way, believe right. it or not. And um, reusable space planes, so being able to take off from a runway, flying to space as though you're flying into Spain <laughs> um, and land again is, yeah. is, is on its way as well. And they, I mean, these things have been promised for a while, but it feels like a real revolution's coming in right. where people are suddenly starting to go, oh no, this could actually happen yeah, yeah. with the technology sort of caught up to the sci-fi yes, now which yeah, is, which is yeah. great to see so I think it is heading in a in a in a good way I don't think we're going to be able to just repeat what we've done in the past I don't think we're just going to be able to create more big jets or create more fast jets that do what previous things no. did but slightly better like I don't think yeah. we can do that no, anymore no, and no. I don't want to do that anymore I don't think anybody <laughs> does um, I think we want we want a new Concorde we want to yeah. we want the next thing that makes people go wow yes and people yeah. you know put on their commemorative plates and things <laughs> that's all 
were aiming for. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, so finally, what does the future hold for you? Oh, hopefully space. Yes. <laughs> that, that is the goal. Hopefully yeah. one day you'll, you'll see me in space. That is the goal. But until then, I think I'm just going to keep working on whatever I'm working on and making sure whatever I do leaves a positive legacy behind me. I just want to make sure that I've had an impact and a positive one. I yeah. don't want to look back at my career in 10, 20, 30, 40, however many years I'll be working, probably 80 years at this rate, <laughs> um, look back at it and go... Oh, I wish I'd got involved in that yeah. or I wish I'd done this instead. Um, so I'm just pushing forward what I believe is the best thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm going to continue to do that until hopefully it leads me into space. That would be fantastic, <laughs> wouldn't it? One day, yeah, one day. As a passenger, <laughs> as a passenger or as an astronaut? I'd rather be the astronaut. I'm not going to lie. I would rather be the astronaut. Right. I think actually working and living in space and contributing to it, I think is something that's it's part of the reason I want to do it. Yeah. I feel like you make a real contribution to mankind yes, being yeah. in space. Yeah. Um weirdly. Like <laughs> um so I do I do that that's that's what I want to do. I want I want to get out there. That's one day. brilliant, yeah. 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 <laughs> Sophie, thank you so much for your time. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, thank you for listening to episode number 20 of Engineering Success with the brilliant Sophie Harker. It was fantastic to meet Sophie. She really is an engineering hero. She promotes engineering throughout the UK, giving her time to help infuse the next generation of engineers into our industry. Highlighting the amazing career engineering is and the lifelong learning to challenge yourself every day to be the best you can be, it's easy to see why Sophie has won so many awards and accolades. Her love, enthusiasm and passion for engineering is obvious when you meet her and I have no doubt that one day she will go to space. Follow Sophie's journey and connect with her using the links on Sophie's podcast webpage. If you enjoyed the show, I'd love for you to share it with someone you feel would benefit from listening to it. You can share it on Instagram or Twitter and please leave a rating if you can. I'd also love for you to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. We've got some more great guests lined up. So, until the next episode, have a great day and I hope you succeed in all you do.